Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bees Books Edition, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hello, this is Barry. And this is Jenny. And we're here to talk about Bees, Bees Books. Books. Oh, we're getting used to that. We're getting good. <laughs> so, I, and it, I think, sinks in really well with the theme of the week. Thanks which is enthusiasm will take you far. Our synchronised enthusiasm has taken us it far. It has, yes. I yes, so yes. I would love to know what your contributions to be this time I'm are. quite excited to talk about this for mm-hmm. many, many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is Ooh. The Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Maas. Oh. Maas. <laughs> that, that's how you pronounce it. She has two it. A's. I'm saying Maas. <laughs> I don't know. There's no... Uh, but do you know, M-A-S-S is also pronounced mass. So do you think there's a difference between M-A-A-S and M-E-S-S? Yes, mass. <laughs> Who knows? I'm putting three A's in there, actually. But oh. anyway. And well, that's a beautiful cover as well. It is a beautiful cover. Yeah. It's a beautiful cover. What have you chosen? So I have a book and a TV show as oh. my contribution. So my book is called oh. The Overstory by Richard Powers Mm -hmm. and my TV show contribution is called The Change uh, and it stars Bridget Christie who is one of my like favorite comedians only I know her through Taskmaster another show that I love and it has layers of the theme I think layers of enthusiasm one of which is in this book they're all very enthusiastic about trees okay yep me, I'm trying this new thing this year, which is I want to read one book outside of my comfort zone every month because Excellent. I read a lot mm-hmm. and I tend to stick to my favored genres and formats and whatever. So this was very out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone. The change, they're also quite enthusiastic about trees. Well, she is. Okay. They're also enthusiastic about eels. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, it's, it's very different. <laughs> and me, uh, I am recovering from the flu. Yeah. So my enthusiasm is also <laughs> going to have to take me to the end of this episode. So multiple layers of the theme there. I have to say, it's very strange seeing you kind of Jeremy and... Mm. and, and um, so, so yeah. I might have a coughing fit. Uh, I'm not infectious, just to let you know. I Thankfully. practice safe <laughs> library <laughs> health and safety. So I'm not going to infect anybody who's coming into the library today. Or am I? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Well, okay. <laughs> so tell me about your book. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, it's both like science fantasy kind of uh-huh. books. It's that kind of a thing. So um, my enthusiasm has made me in the last week read the first book <laughs> read the second book which I finished this morning oh. and started the third book immediately I have read them straight oh, you away were very through. enthusiastic so I had seen this book um, because it has a beautiful beautiful cover uh-huh. um, quite a lot um, and thought mm, mm, mm. Um, and then somebody handed them in um, as donations um, oh. so I snaffled the first one before we added it to our stock and um, yes, read it, started it just last week, beginning last week, and went right through it, absolutely right through it straight away. And as I say, the second one, which is always the case with books, the yeah. second one is a lot thicker than the first one. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I started. Oh, this is like one. significantly thicker. Yes, yes. The second <laughs> book. But I, you know, I've always had to have seen this, and I've heard really like I've heard things about it. I don't mm-hmm. know, good or bad things, but I've always been sort of curious but mm-hmm. not enough to commit because it's quite a commitment isn't it, is, it? Yes. like so tell me about the series what oh, did you so love about it apparently it was supposed to be a trilogy and like her favorite tamsin 
it's kind of went on a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they tend to do that. Yes, and I think spoke. you can tell in the second book that obviously by that book she had a lot more to say. Right. Um, and perhaps by that book she was like, oh, this is going to be a wee bit more than that. <laughs> um, so, and as I haven't heard really anything about it at all. I've seen it pop up on things, yeah. but I've never read anything about it. So yeah. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and just so that people know, the cover is kind of bright red and it's just half of a person. Um, with swirly tattoos and swirly thorns and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's lovely. Um, so I didn't even read the, the back of the book before I Ooh, delved into wow. it. Oh, wow. Um, so I had nothing, nothing at all. Mm. All I'd read was, she stole a life, now she must pay with her heart. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, okay. Intense. And obviously being sci- you know, fantasy readers, I thought, actual heart. <laughs> well, you know. Um, oh, I did think that <laughs> um, But basically, it is a human. And they live on a very large island, um, and the bottom half of it, well, the bottom tiny bit of the island is humans, and the rest of it are fairies, but not fairies like Tinkerbell, and not fairies like that kind of a thing. They're quite, basically, they're just kind of immortal beings who do all the stuff that humans do, but on a bigger scale year-wise, so things last 500 years, as opposed to just you know, a couple of years. Um, so when they go to war and things like that. So you kind of put in with the main character called... Now, I did mispronounce her name for the whole of the first book and it wasn't until the end of the first book it gives you a pronunciation guide and I went, oh. <laughs> um, so I might say it two different ways, but I think her name is Freru. No, mm. no, it's not. It's <laughs> Feru. Feru. In my head, she was something completely different. But it's yeah. fine. Um, Fee, you could call her Fee. She is from now on, well done. Um, <laughs> so she's a human and her family are very poor through circumstances and she's the one that has to go out and hunt for food and things for her, her dad and her two sisters. And she accidentally kills a fairy who oh. has come over the wall. So there's a wall separating the two the two people, which you kind of learn afterwards has been put up after there was a big war and humans were slaves and all this kind of stuff. So... Um, this fairy, as a big wolf comes through, she kills him, takes his, skins him um, and sells his pelt um, and gets food for the family. And then, a few days later, um, another fairy comes in and basically she's killed a fairy and she has to forfeit her life, basically. Um, But the character that comes, Tamlin, um, comes along and takes her to his court so the fairy empire is separated into different courts. So there's a summer, a winter, an autumn and a spring court. There's a night court, a day court and something else which I can't remember because we've not visited it yet. Um, <laughs> but spring court is the one that's right across the wall from the humans. And this is where Tamlin comes from. So he takes Faye um, back to his court um, and then exciting things happen which I don't want to spoil too much for Uh you but basically there is bad stuff happening in the fairy realm and people some of the fairies want to get into the human realm again to enslave them and things like that and there's some fairies that are trying to stand against this and there's a very big scary fairy lady who lives under the mountain in a kind of horrible debauched um court where she just everything nasty happens 
and our main character eventually ends up there. Um, and of course, yes, Fee. yes. <laughs> <laughs> she has to do three tasks to try and free people and things like that. I'll not spoil it too much, um, but immediately I liked the main character. Um, straight away, as soon as you kind of meet her, um, I really liked her and I wanted to know what happened to her. And then I kind of wanted to know what happens to her sisters. Yeah. And then as soon as she was in the fairy court, I was like, I need to know everything here. Yeah. It was just, it's really, really well written as well. I loved the second book. I liked the first book very much, but the second book really kind of cements everything in. You learn a lot more about what's going on. The people that you thought were goodies are not so good. Oh, the people that you thought oh, were baddies that are not as bad as you think. Um, and it's just wonderful. There's The only thing I would say about it is, just to warn you, there's quite a lot of adult content in uh-huh. it, quite a lot of naughty bits in it. Yeah. Um, if you're not into that, you can skip over it. I'm not adverse to a bit of romance, and because of the story, you do need that for it to make sense. Uh-huh. Um, but I felt as if there was maybe a little bit too much of that in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as I say, you can skip over it, so it's it's fine. See, I am very anti-romance in general. <laughs> so for me, the adult content, I feel like, yeah, whatever. But the romance, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know the romance is very, um, it's integral to the story because it explains why she does certain things. Uh. And then when you learn something else that somebody's not been perhaps as honest with her as they should have been, why things change? I'm being very cryptic. Sorry, yes, <laughs> you are. Um, but it's it's very very good. Um, and as I say, I start later today. Um, and so I sat on my couch and I finished off the second book. And then because I had to, I read the first two chapters of the third book. Oh, um, of course. Because although it was left on a cliffhanger, you kind of suspected where that cliffhanger was going to go. Right. But I was still like, no, I need to know that that's where it goes, <laughs> and it, it's fine. Um, so how many books are there in this series? So I think there's five, in, and there's also a colouring book now. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when you look it up on um, like Fantastic Fiction or whatever, and it shows you the order everything comes in, in the middle there is the, the Court of Thorn and Roses colouring book. Uh-huh. And now I'm slightly nervous that I should read that, because <laughs> it might have something Some in it. Some secret information. Yes, uh-huh, yes. You know, this sort of sounds like another thing we're really enthusiastic about, both of us tying it into the theme even more layers. <laughs> uh, reimagining, because, you know, uh, what you were saying, Tamlin, did mm-hmm. you say? Yeah, yeah that there's a whole uh, uh, canon about that, isn't there? Like in Scottish and British folklore, like mm-hmm. the fairy kingdom and even the wall that you said, like I've read versions of stories yes. about the wall mm-hmm. dividing the fairy kingdom from the human kingdom and earlier they used to be more connected, maybe not in, as slaves, but yeah. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. And there's always something, like we enter the story at a time when somebody is uh, like again maybe not killing a wolf or a fairy but they go into the other kingdom and then figure it out and yeah they're there for ages and then mm-hmm. come back changed yes. or whatever well that's what uh, there was a part in it when she comes back to see her family and obviously if like some of the, the, the tales would be she'd be away in there for years and she'd come back and it'd only be a day yeah, in her own yes. and things like that there wasn't any of that it was okay. the same amount of time going right. in one and the other okay. um, but I loved the different courts so we've um, yeah, the had a lot of spring court 
um, and a lot of um, not to give too much away night court oh. um, and under the mountain which is kind of in the middle with the, the evil person lived yeah um, but you get hints about the other ones as well and basically in the night court it's not night all the time yeah. the sun still goes round but yeah. their places become bigger at night in the spring court it's always spring so basically it can be summer or winter somewhere else but they're you know they've still got mm. all the daffodils and their yeah. things like that you know which i quite like if i was going to live anywhere it would be maybe the spring court spring God, because it's sure. not too hot it's not too cold and yeah. um, things like that but um i, I always wonder though because obviously like i'm from india this is not to do with the book it's to do with what you just said spring <laughs> like i feel like i love spring it's my favorite season here ever since i moved here to scotland because i feel like i've earned it after the horrible darkness of winter yeah, uh-huh. that so you know i don't know if i would love it as much if it was spring all, all the time, the time. Yes. so that's more maybe a philosophical conundrum <laughs> for when my brain is actually functioning <laughs> and not riddled no, by the flu no. but no it sounds really intriguing and i think you've yeah i think i'm gonna uh you've sold okay. me on it a bit because i love the idea so the romance and adult content well, but i love the idea of the world building like all these different courts and like the politics Absolutely. within all the different worlds you'd like it for that because there's a lot of yeah. um rival rivalry between all the different courts yeah. and you know there's secrets that everybody have that the other courts don't know about yeah. oh i love and i love me some secrets yes it's always <laughs> and because Faye is new to it yeah. you're kind of learning a bit with her exactly. although there's things happening that you kind of don't really understand yet yeah. but you will get told about um but yes it's 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 very good but as i say adult content yeah um, not to be read even i would say by immature teenagers it's um i do think it's, it's very it's, much yeah <laughs> it has a huge teenage fandom though because i did a little bit of fandom studies as a part of my research and i didn't touch into this but i did read about the whole sarah jevas sort of mm-hmm. universe she writes a lot of different series and people like like her fans love her and they do a lot of like fan fiction and fan art and things like that so she's really popular in the fandom but a lot of young people who i guess are more open to reading yeah. about you know and <laughs> i don't quite <laughs> i suppose but so mine is a very yes, different and it's about trees of, Yeah, so uh, I don't tend to read a lot of literary fiction. Mm-hmm. I've read a little bit, and like uh, maybe I can count on one hand the ones that I've absolutely loved, like mm-hmm. literary fiction. And it's just it doesn't scratch that itch in my readerly brain usually. Um, so I just wanted because I read a lot. I just wanted to try different things this year, but not overcommit. So just like one out of my comfort zone <laughs> a month, and I started with this one. So this one's about trees, mm-hmm. right? But it starts with like it's structured in a way so it's like root, trunk, crown, seeds. Okay. And in the root uh, section of the book, you meet like I think about 8 or 9 different characters and it's almost like a glimpse of their life until they meet together. Mm-hmm. So it's formatted really differently as well. So it was out of my comfort zone not just because it was literary fiction but it was also experimental with its formatting. Mm-hmm. And they basically all these people have some sort of connection with trees. Like even if it's a background connection, 
some of it it's much more like an important part of their lives but it's just like yeah just different connection with trees and then in the middle of the book you see how it's brought them together not all of them together some of them more than others together together but their ideas and conversations are influencing each other so it's not like a fantasy it's realistic fiction mm-hmm. and it's a huge part of it is about environmental activism mm-hmm. which is very much about like the tree huggers you know that's disparagingly called mm-hmm. but here they believe very much about their cause and but they also show it from other perspectives like he writes about it like he writes about it from the perspectives of the characters but you also like sort of hear other voices and perspectives that are opposing to that like who think that you know sort of human endeavor is more important than forests or whatever mm-hmm. and provide arguments for that but it's almost like so the reason that i wanted to get out of my comfort zone is that i wanted to sort of look at the world from a different perspective you know mm-hmm. like fantasy shows you even if the different kinds of fantasy it does show you that but i think literary fiction is a different way of looking at the world as well mm-hmm. and in this it's very much like a tree based way of looking at the world you learn so much about trees i was talking to a coworker about this who's read it and loved this book um and she's like i could o- i was obsessed with trees for the longest <laughs> time because you know i looked at them differently and i found that so i don't know if i love this book mm-hmm. it's a very weird book i thought but interesting weird mm-hmm. not bad weird mm-hmm. it's just but and i also i think part of that weirdness might have to do with i read half of the book when i was like deep in flu fever oh, so i was like oh. feverish <laughs> anyway so like, is this real am i a tree have i become a tree am i a forest but it's just it's i i guess that's the thing i struggle with literary fiction is that it doesn't give me as big feelings mm-hmm. as it about the characters as like fantasy or children's books or you know like things like that give yeah. me but here the character i felt most for were the trees and the forests oh. yeah and that's like i just uh, it just broke my heart and here there like it talks a little bit about sort of more radical environmental activism as well but it just made me think of like we have it's set in the us but i know that this country or the uk i guess has like its own experiences of environmental activism and so does india mm-hmm. like we had this huge thing like this women uh, sort of tribal women uh, who hugged trees to protect this grove and it was called the chipko movement and i think they were killed brutally oh, oh. <laughs> so it was not a happy ending and it's real but they were the inspiration for <laughs> like sort of environmental movements coming forward and it i think it was more like a love letter to trees more than anything else but also looking at things like technology and the the costs of technology and how technology can be used actually to help people coexist with the rest of the world and to look like i think it encourages you very much to look differently at the world that you live in mm-hmm. and not just look at trees as like decoration but as very important members of our community and expanding the boundaries of our community like so it's not just humans or animals but it's beyond yeah then so i i lo- like i loved that like i loved it forcing me to think differently <laughs> and like so i think the sort of the first month goal is accomplished and i know outside my comfort zone and it did what i wanted it me it to do it sounds like a book that maybe somebody who 
some of the other books you suggested, the non-fiction books about the environment and things, mm-hmm. maybe it's not for them. Yeah. But if they're a fiction reader anyway, yeah. and they, if they read this, they would get the goodness of yes. information yeah. while also getting a good story. Absolutely, because one of the characters in this is a botanist mm-hmm. and she's written a book. And I think I know who her book or who she is based on because she's written a non-fiction book about the uh, wood wide web. I don't know if you've heard this oh, no. term, the wood wide web. I forget her name and I forget the book. So this is a useless <laughs> anecdote. But the cool thing that I remember because it completely expanded my mind when I heard about this is that in a forest, like all the trees are dependent on each other. It's not like the survival of the fittest. They have like under the roots and even through like the air and things they tell each other like they communicate with each other so if like they're in danger they send out signals if they need help they sort of uh, give each other share resources with each other so that's why it's called the wood wide web which I loved so she talks a lot about that because she's working on a book and that book influences the different characters in different ways Mm -hmm. at different times so it, it it's exactly what you're saying. I think it's a lot of like he's obviously done his research. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of uh, fact packaged in fiction, mm-hmm. which not I think everybody would be a fan of. But there's also I think there's bits for everybody because there'll be some characters that you do connect with, and some that are just strange. Mm-hmm. But it's just an <laughs> like real life. Yeah, really. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think if you're patient with it, because it's quite a fact yeah, book it's, as it's, well. It's a big book. Yeah, and it's like I. I think if you just want to experiment with, or maybe this is something that's completely comfortable for you, this kind of book, mm-hmm. it's just a nice way to get to know something else mm-hmm. uh, or like to fall in love again with something that you might already be in love with, like trees. And the sh- show that I wanted to talk yes. to you about, uh-huh. The Change. So that's about this lady who has, uh, like, she's just sort of, like, discovered that she's, like, knee chock deep in the menopause. And so she decides to, like, take a break from her life, from her husband and her kids, and go into the forest of Dean uh, to just, like, for a break. Mm-hmm. Just to break, and this village that she stumbles upon is obsessed with eels. They have like a uh, there's like she meets the eel sisters who have like a sh- food shack and which just serves eels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's the thing. And okay, I'm gonna interrupt you saying, have you ever tried eels? No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. I, I don't plan to. No, 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 no I'm happy die. with uh, food. <laughs> so the reason that she goes to this forest is because when she was ten, she had like fallen in love with this tree, and she'd climbed this tree and spent a lot of time there, and then she buried a time capsule uh, in the branches of the tree so she wanted to go back and connect with sort of her younger self but when she goes there she discovers that the tree is going to be cut and things so there's like that bit of environmentalism there as well but also like other things too so it's it's like the menopause is like a sort of instigator but there's lots of about community about trees about people and how they live with each other and it's really funny it's like a I was just going to say is it funny that. yes it's really <laughs> funny and it's very short it's like five episodes 25 minutes it's on channel 4 so anybody can watch it like for free in the UK with ads which you can even actually come to like a library and as long as you have your own account um, you can and headphones <laughs> you can come and use our computer to watch it as well uh, and, and it's really good it's just like the, and there's an eel festival of course it ends with an eel festival Excellent. at the end yeah <laughs> but it's like there's a bit of paganism there a bit of druidism a bit of like sort of 
connection to nature but also connection to people mm-hmm. and like again these are all different kinds of people it's a small rural community very vary of outsiders but also vary of each other a little <laughs> bit you know how yeah yeah so how yes and it's just how they all still come together for mm-hmm. things that matter to them and make the room for new traditions and new people oh. and it's just it's just lovely oh. so yeah so they're all like i said enthusiastic about trees and eels did you did you watch that while you were jeremy as well uh, no no no, no i did not so this is uh, this is clear-headed recommendation <laughs> this might be a feverish recommendation this book and it's only new it came out last year mm-hmm. and like and like bridget christie as well just like this book i think she's weird mm-hmm. but in a good way like in an interesting way so mm-hmm. like in taskmaster show that i love like she was super weird and i was like i need to know more about where this thing <laughs> works and comes from so i was really happy uh-huh. that this show came out so i would fully recommend the show i would recommend this book to people who are patient and who want to get to know trees a little bit And yeah, we're just enthusiastic about finding out new things about the world. Oh, excellent. I think we both covered enthusiasm in different ways. Quite um, enthusiastically. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So what about next time now? Well, B has taken a look at you today and has decided um, that our next subject is going to be germs. <laughs> She's left it wide open, but germs. Um, oh, that's actually quite open to interpretation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, according to this book, humans are the germs. That's Ooh. not true, but are they? Ooh. <laughs> so, oh, I can see your next chat is going to be quite yeah, interesting. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah, it'll be fun. But yes, thank you so much. This was a great uh, way to talk through my <laughs> deteriorating health. Actually, I'm recovering, so excellent. Middle, uh. middle, middle of health. Uh, and yeah, I can't wait to see what you have for me next time. Excellent. See you next time. Bye. Bye.